Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. We're also filmed live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, it's, it's Monday. It's been kind of a weird wrestling weekend. Of course, we had TakeOver, SummerSlam. Very busy. The night of TakeOver, AEW Dynamite. Were we going to sit there and watch that in the midst of everything else? No. Did we watch it this morning? I did. Yes. I'm assuming you did as well. Yes. That doesn't mean things non-AEW related stopped happening. So we're just going to mash it all together. Put it all together. Put it all together. Oh, shoot. I spilled coffee all over myself. We're going to give you a bit of a news brief. And then we're going to get into AEW, what I'm assuming is going to be a bit of a lightning round recap. And then we're going to do a raw preview for tonight. And then answer some questions. It's going to be a packed show. Questions. So it's going to be a packed show. So let's hop right into it. Larson, what's in the news? Uh, so Roman Reigns, I don't know if you heard Steve. Uh, he's back in WWE. He showed up last night. Huge surprise. Big surprise. At the conclusion of SummerSlam. Uh, beat the hell out of The Fiend. Beat the heck out of Braun Strowman. Uh, beat the heck out of The Fiend some more. Um, and WrestlingNews.co has some details on what might be next for the big dog. Oh, wow. All right. What's um, going on? So this is what we got here. None of this is terribly shocking. Uh, so what they have to say, quote. This first part kind of is. Continue. All right. Uh, WrestlingNews.co was told that Vince McMahon wants Reigns to have an edge to him. You think you know me. And what they are doing now with him is what was originally planned for WrestleMania 36 and beyond, but those plans were put on hold and Reigns went home because of COVID-19 concerns. <laughs> because Wrestling... of bunk performance center concerns. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, could be a little bit of each. Uh, WrestlingNews.co continues, quote, now the plan is for Reigns to take the title from Wyatt. The word going around backstage tonight, I think it's last night, was that title change may happen as soon as 
Next Sunday is payback. Wow. Uh, it's not clear if the plan is to do Wyatt versus Reigns or a triple threat match with Strowman involved. If they'll play their cards right, here's the thing. Right now, uh, I think a lot, lot, lot more people are excited Reigns is back, is back than aren't. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And if you put that title back on the payback, people might be, oh, same old Roman Reigns. Boo. What they do, this is what I'm proposing here. Make this a triple threat. Uh, have Reigns be on the verge of winning. Strowman power slams him like, uh, I don't know, through uh, off Thunderdome or something. I don't know. Yeah. Takes him out of the match. Fiend beats Braun, uh-huh. retains the title. Braun, uh, Bray can move on uh, to something else. You get Braun and Roman revisiting their classic feud from a few years back. Yeah, That takes us through the fall. And then either at Rumble or Mania, then you have Roman win that belt from Bray. You build what? to it. WrestleMania? They're yeah, not gonna wait till WrestleMania. You've gone crazy, it's all my friend. The chase. If you want, if you want people to tune in, you build up Roman, and you, you, some people going to watch the chase. That's what bring viewers in. Is that you a new character? That the chase. The chase. You bring Roman in, put the belt back on. You're like, all right, fine. I mean, that's what we expect to happen. Man, listen. I don't. I mean, it's not gonna happen. That's what they should do, though. I don't disagree with your. You know, I'm right. With your basic premise that there is the risk. That if you just hot shot that title, is that proper terminology? You just put that title right back on Roman Reigns. There is the risk. However, <laughs> what is my mantra, Larson? One match can fix everything. As long as the match is cool, as long as cool things are happening, nobody's going to care. People are going to be happy. If it looks cool, if, it, if the story is great. Dude, it all boils down to the story, Larson. If the story is great, then... What kind of story could they tell in a week? They could tell a great story in one match. You know that. Yeah, give it time. Hey, give I do. I do like. I do like. So we might not agree on that. I do like that. There, the idea that Vince McMahon wants Reigns to have what we have been asking for, and it's the ba- most basic thing in the world for him to be a little bit more aggressive, just to mm-hmm. do cool stuff. You have mm-hmm. to appreciate that. At least they're gonna. And we saw that last night in the few moments that he was there at SummerSlam. It only took five years for Vince to figure it out. I know, right? Instead of the suffer and suck attach stuff. Uh, we got some edgy reigns with some brand new tiefers and uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's look great. great, man. Do, do we have Randy Orton uh, in here uh, uh, talking, uh, not mess, but poking fun? Is oh, that man. part the, of the news? The ribbing he's doing at Roman's direction over his new teeth yeah. is, 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 is great stuff. And, and Reigns seems to be uh, in on the joke because he posted something on Instagram too. Uh, he's having a laugh about it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty great. That was funny. Um, His teeth look outstanding. He looks great. Oh, dude, he looks like a million bucks. I was just cracking up because there was that close up, and it does make you. It gives you a bit more of an overbite. I think we've seen that with Charlotte as well. Uh, look, they look terrific. They look great, and God bless them for doing that. Uh, but it is noticeable, and we're gonna notice these things when your face changes a little bit. Uh, you know, that's like one of my favorite gags in Rocky Three. Towards the beginning of the movie when Paulie's having a breakdown and Rocky comes to go get him. And Sylvester Stallone, in the two years or whatever it was between Rocky 2 and 3, he had changed his face completely. Yeah, he got some work done and stuff, right? A lot. And Paulie even says, you know, we can't all afford making the face look different like you did or something like that. Like he totally referenced getting all that plastic surgery. It's all right. It's all good. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, if it's that noticeable, though, you know, there's going to be a little bit of ribbon, a little bit of ribbon. It's OK. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 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 Dude, like, I'll tell you what. If I show up with veneers, which is not out of the question, 
the the the, the floodgates are open. I invite same, I invite the same. ribbing because that's you know you, you do something like that to you know maybe improve what's going on in your mouth. Yeah, whatever. You got you know what's what what's 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 going to happen with all that. You got to know that you're going to get some <laughs> some jokes headed your way because of, between you and I at least. Yeah, no, absolutely, it'd be great. Uh, so, anyways, another thing that was great over the weekend uh, that uh, Pat McAfee, Michael Cole, uh, Michael Cole, Adam, Michael Cole, Adam Cole match. Case of the Mondays, huh, Steve? <laughs> oh boy, you, your your lack of juice has sucked me dry. Apparently, anyways, given how good we need a mimosa mayhem match, don't we? Yeah. Oh man, I love a mimosa right now. Given how good uh, Pat McAfee looked sleep. in the ring at TakeOver, we both assume that him and Adam Cole practiced their match uh, ad nauseum, to be honest, in my case. Yeah. But according to Mr. Dave Meltzer on a recent Wrestling Observer radio, that wasn't the case because he reported, and these transcripts come to you via WrestlingNews.co. Uh, from what I'm told, they did not even rehearse this match. I heard they went in, they just went in there and did it because they knew Pat was good. <laughs> they know Adam is great. And even then it exceeded, they did some really cool stuff. I am not trained in professional wrestling. Um, I do understand there is this concept of calling it in the ring and you just sort of make up things as they go along. I'd be shocked if this was true, though, Larson. I would, too. I can't imagine McAfee would be like, all right, we're just going to go in there and do a Panama Sunrise and I'm not going to practice it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know. That's, it, 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 Rehearsing the match in my mind means they they perform the match in full several times in advance of takeover to get it right. That's not to say they're not practicing moves, they're not practicing spots, working out spots. They may not be working out the entire match, but uh, maybe there's a few instances where like, all right, we need to get this right so it looks good and no one gets hurt. Um, so let's work out the Panama Sunrise. So Pat, you know how to take it right. Um, let's practice that superplex spot to make sure we know where everybody has to be. Um, that would not surprise me. I don't think, I mean, I, I, I fully expect this match was laid out in advance. Doesn't mean they rehearsed it in full. I would be absolutely shocked if this was called in the ring. Would you consider, cause I would consider, and again, there might be a, in the world of wrestling, a technical definition for rehearsal. There might be like an actual definition for that, could be. that we yeah. are unaware of. We're not, we're, we're fans. We never claim to be anything, but I mean, our, our, our definition of rehearsal is based on what it is in, in film and, and, and well, basically any other art form where you take a piece of work and you do it over and over again until you get it right. Until you can do it basically by muscle memory. When I think when I think of wrestling, like there are specifics when it comes to what I think were like when I heard that Seth Rollins and Randy Orton prior to 31 rehearsed that spot. So I imagine they had like in that respect, they had to have rehearsed some of these spots. Like you said, maybe they didn't go through the entire match from A to Z. They had to have rehearsed some of these spots to make sure they got them right and they have the yes. right flow together. Yes. But uh, but yeah, it's the way Dave makes it sound here. You know, Pat's an old hand who oh, went he in showed there. up and they just did it. <laughs> right, it exactly. Happened. I doubt here, that's the case. Here, here, here's here's a, a some sports terminology, especially from football that could apply or basketball too. I think no, if this football, a walkthrough. Sometimes you don't have a full on practice when yeah. you're in the midst of a football season. You have Especially when you get to another city, you have a walkthrough. You had to have had you a walkthrough. Yeah, you go out the field. Maybe you'll walk through a few plays. If they didn't do that, I would be flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Dude, put, say put, they didn't. The they, way is he's, they didn't he's do that. Put here, McAfee in the Hall of Fame right now. Oh, I know. The way he's the it, granted. This is based on the quote. Not I haven't listened to it within context. 
Um, but this way this quote makes it seem to be is like, yeah, they showed up and did it. Yeah, right. And I, I, I'm not gonna say I guarantee you that's not how it went down. Feel pretty comfortable saying that's not how it went down. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. We can agree on that. All right, so we had a pretty, a pretty fun AEW Dynamite Saturday night uh, <clears throat> with a, a pretty shocking main event. Uh, so we're gonna go through that now. I, I made, I whipped up the bare bones. I had like three different things happening this morning. Uh, including school, waiting for dumpster guy to show up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so I have like bare bones Steve notes. So I'm not going to send them out because they're not ready for uh, for eyes. Well, maybe what we should do for stuff like this in the future is each of us comes up with like three sentences per match or segment. That's it. That's basically what I have here. You got to distill stuff down to the essence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, we, well, the, the show kicked off, if I'm not mistaken, FTR versus Private Party. Correct. The only sense I have here is FTR defeated Private Party. Um, uh, you didn't make any mention of Tully apparently being their manager now? Oh, that was a little bit later. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm, I sort of, you know, he what was. What do you mean him. that was a little bit later? That was like the second shot of the whole show was him at ringside with. I meant with the FTR jacket. I was talking about like I wrote it down later during their oh, interview gotcha, segment. Sorry. I, I did. I, I'd assume that you wrote your notes chronologically. So angry today. Anyways, so uh, yeah, no, I've got some notes about that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, Tully's with them right now, and uh, yeah. they beat Private Party. <laughs> it's yeah. fun match. Fun match. It was a fun match. They Not a ton dud. Of time. Not a dud. No, no. Yeah. Uh, 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 Tully uh, played into the finish as well. Cassie's going for a plunge on Dax outside. Tully pulls Dax out of the way, and then uh, uh, Cash sends Mark Quinn into the ring post. FTR hits Goodnight Express to pick up the W. Boom. There you go. After that, I actually really like this. Uh, MJF uh, had an address about. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, there's a Mox promo before that, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're forgettable. Uh, so, yeah, Mox had a promo on MJF. He claimed that he lived in his mom's basement, claimed that he was a virgin, said that he wants AEW to succeed for the next 25 years and beyond, says he doesn't know if he's even going to be around 18 months from now, uh, and then so apparently confirmed he's going back to WWE. And, uh, and yeah, so he yeah, cut 18 he, months is the length of the rest of his contract. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, he cut, he cut a decent promo on uh, on MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, 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 whole, the, the whole thing is, Hey, uh, MJF, you're a lot of talk where I come from. Tough guys don't talk very much. You got something to hide. And at the end of our match, all out, after I beat the heck out of you, uh, the world's going to find out what you've been hiding this whole time. Yeah, he says you can be you can be champion, but not now because you're still a yeah. virgin, evidently. And, uh, uh, I mean, that didn't stop AC Green from being champion, right? That's true. <laughs> Did he win a championship before or after Larson? I believe before. I think so, huh? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this 
when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So after that, I really enjoyed this, this MJF bit. I'm not sure about the stipulation, but uh, I think it's fun anyways. I thought it was a well-executed spot. It was just a static camera, but it was a nice camera. Has MJF not been watching any of Mox matches? He's won, won at least a couple matches with a rear naked choke. Dude, how many times? Like, he's won, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he's won like, more matches without the paradigm shift than with the paradign shift. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like that's really taken too much from Mox's arsenal at this juncture. I, w- I wonder if Mox is sort of leading the dance on this one, like saying, hey, kid, uh, why don't you uh, try to ban my move? How about do that? Maybe. You know, maybe. Paradigm I want to see, see Mox win with a, a gotch pile driver then. I really, really liked uh, <laughs> MJF talking about wanting to have kids one day and I want to play with my kids. And they're going to say, Papa. Papa, can we play catch? No, son, because your father's mangled. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was pretty, pretty funny. So his lawyer interjects, and he's yeah. like, the paradigm shift is deadly. We started an online petition. We want it banned, and uh, we got it here written up in the contract. And if you don't sign it, we're going to sue you, uh, you know, till you're broke or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, until they take everything from them. And they claim to have five million signatures on this uh, ban the paradigm shift. Doubtful. Petition. Unlikely. But we've seen MJF kind of, uh, uh, you know, mess with numbers a little bit to his own advantage. So I doubt he's got five million signatures. There is no chance MJF is winning this match, by the way. They introduced this stipulation. It just means Mox is going to win in a different way. Which is interesting because this will be MJF's like first pinfall loss. <clears throat> Because uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. That's a big one, though. That's a big pinfall loss. It is. It is. Uh, they got that belt off Cody um, on Saturday. Maybe and then if MJF by some miracle beats Mox it all out, mm-hmm. are they gonna fast track this Cody MJF thing for the title? Which I thought they might do like two years down the line. Boy, Cody really would be the Roman Reigns of AEW at that point, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I kind of feel like he's not going to win, though. I feel like this is just a way to like make MJF really, really strong right now, and then yeah. in another year or two, you know, maybe him and Cody can get back around to it. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'd prefer to see. I mean, you know, it's a oh, I would too. Yeah, they they seem to like long term booking, um, and I think you can tell a really cool long term story. But then sometimes they also rush things, so it's weird. It, it's yeah. It's, sometimes they rush things, and you think there's a lot more to it, and they just drop it. There's no medium. There's no medium speed for AEW, is there? It's either like really excruciating long term or like really yeah. fast. Like for example, uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, we're getting another match, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great for Orange Cassidy. I'm happy for him that he's in an extended program with, you know, one of the greatest wrestlers to maybe ever wrestle. Oh yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if we need three three matches. If the first two were like total barn burners. Then are they going to do this pod thing at uh, at all out? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, be interesting to see how the crowd play because that really needs to be in front of a crowd. I'm okay with. I I like it. I think it's you know uh, trilogies back to back to back feel important. Jericho obviously is on a mission to get this guy over without. Oh yeah, probably taking you know a real loss, which I I don't know. Jericho's totally going to win here, isn't he? <sighs> No, I mean, I, I could, I could totally see Cassidy dumping him in the, in the, in the vat of mimosa. It's not a pinfall loss, it's not a submission. That's one of the stipulations. That's in terms actually of how really, can win. yeah. No, you're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because yeah, if I see anybody sloshing around in that mimosa, 
I mean, that's, that's a good that's, point. Somebody's got to go in, and it's, it's not a pinfall loss. All right, never mind then. Yeah, it's going to be Jericho swimming in Mimosa. Well done. Confidence points. All. Yeah, exactly. All of them. Uh, after that, probably not all of them. Uh, Jurassic Express and Natural Nightmares versus Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers. This match was kind of a mess. It was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to take notes. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, uh, there's a lot of infighting between Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers at the end. Up until that point, they worked really well together. Uh, so Pentagon wants to set up for his finish that he does with Ray Phoenix, the double stomp uh, package pile driver combo. I think Phoenix got laid out, so Blade goes to the top, and he's like, hey, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, and Pentagon's like, no. Mm-hmm. No, Ray Phoenix does that. You don't do that. And then they start arguing. And then Pentagon pushes Blade back and allows Jungle Boy to roll him up. Pentagon Jr. doesn't do anything about breaking up the pin. Yeah, right. Yeah. The Blade gets pinned. Uh, the faces win. And the four of the heels are just arguing in the ring. And then, this is great, though. Eddie Kingston comes down and sets them all straight. <laughs> the healing words of Eddie Kingston. Hey. Oh, it was great. Look, we were all in the indies. We're on TNT now. They know drama. You don't need to have drama. Oh, great. Listen, we can't be beat when we're divided. And so he sort of singles out each guy, and he talks them up. And then he says, come with me, and everything we want will be ours. Bring it in for a hug. Come on, guys. And everybody just it's falls in the line. And they, they all they, – there's a great gift of this, too. They all hug, and he goes like this. It's fantastic. He's so good. Eddie Kingston's He's the so best. Good. He's the best. I just, I wish there was a little bit more like convincing. I guess maybe because they, these guys who just got done, like they've just been paired up, like they've they've done some stuff together. Dude, Eddie Kingston, we've been around him a little bit. He I is, get it. He Dude's is magnetic. He is a he is a magnetic. He is a colorful personality. Yeah, he, he has got in person charisma off the charts. Yes. Off the charts. Uh, so if he walks up to me and is like, hey, uh, let's do this, uh, you know, it, I, I could see how he could convince most anybody to do anything reasonable, you know? Yeah. And in this case, hey, I know you all. Let's all put our, our differences aside and, and go to the top together. Mm-hmm. If, if he's saying that, and I'm like, all right, I know these guys well enough to know, you know, like, especially like uh, Phoenix and Penta, they're brothers. Of course, they're going to, you know, uh, be, at, be at by each other's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've gone through the Lucha Brothers and Butcher the Blade have gone through enough together to know, all right, we know what each other can do. All right, this guy's right. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. He's convincing. The uh, Apparently that uh, he he mentioned the name Rey Mysterio during this yeah. promo originally, and they edited it out. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting. Uh, after that, this this next bit was good. So uh, Britt is doing some rehab on her knee. Uh, Rebel's there. Um, and then Kip and Penelope Ford are off, kind of off the frame, and they're kind of making out a little bit. And Britt tells them to stop. And then she says, hey, you know how I, this is some kind of bacteria, you know how that's primarily transmitted through saliva, which is what the two of you have been swapping. So I'm going to offer you the Brit special year-free dental, uh, but you got to help me with swole. Uh, I got a contract with a match against her. However, there's no stipulation for this match. She wants to make it a handicap match. She wants Penelope Ford to be her partner. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, I'll even offer free makeup from Rebel for a year. Uh, Penelope agrees and Kipta says, all right, we're going to make out some more. We're going to make out some more. After that, we had uh, it was supposed to be an interview with uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Shivani. And uh, the best friends was with him, but then before really he had a chance to say anything, Jericho comes out and uh, he says, "Hey, you know what? You got one. I got one. 
Let's uh, let's decide who the better man is. He says, you know, congratulations, you proved all the haters wrong, but let's settle this once and for all. Uh, I invented money in the bank, and uh, now I'm going to invent uh, this, Mimosa Mayhem. He says, you like orange juice, I like the bubbly, put them together, it only makes sense. Mimosa, mimosa Mayhem match. And he threw to a video, a very dramatic great. video great. package. And so it's you could the winner... So there's going to be like a, a, a moat of some sort or a vat or a pool a vat. of a trough. What was it like 500 bottles of the bubbly and uh, 80 gallons of orange juice? There you go. And it's going to be a mimosa. And uh, the only, the winner is decided by pinfall submission or being thrown into the mimosa uh, uh, vat. Yeah, Jericho's totally going into that. Yeah, you're probably right about that after that. We had uh, Kenny oh, and... Sorry, Inner Circle came down to beat up Best Friends. Oh, yeah, Cassidy. crap. Yeah, then the Inner Circle came down and beat the crap out of everybody. And then poured a bunch of champagne on Orange Cassidy. Oh, they waterboarded him with the bubbly. That was ugly. He was like down on like sort of a, a slant. And yeah. Did, they had him held there. And and that just, stuff gets in your eyes. That's, that's, that, I dude, always heard that, that was really getting in, in his sinuses. That's horrible. Yeah, I heard that really stings bad. Oh, that's got to suck. That's why, at, you know, like sports teams, they win championships. Before they start popping the bubbly, they put the... the glasses or, or ski mask goggles on ski this is a good point on. muted mayday says ortiz is definitely going in that's actually a good point jericho could, oh that's right he can't swim jericho could win this with the judas effect and still get the visual of somebody ortiz going yeah. in that's a possibility that's a possibility they've established that ortiz can't swim mm-hmm. yeah uh, jericho going in that might make him look a little bit too goofy i don't think he's at that this about point that. At this point, I don't he know. He was walking around in the jacket that was getting progressively oranger week oh, after week. Got to erase my confidence points here. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, next, Dark Order yeah. versus the Elite. Uh, this is actually a really fun match because uh, Reynolds Silver and Alan Angels are uh, are all actually pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, that German suplex that Kenny ate looked like he landed right in the back of his head. That sucked. Yeah, I know. Uh, the story about this, though, was that seemingly every time Kenny got in the ring, uh, he was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. He was the weak link for the Elite mm-hmm. in this instance. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, after he scored the win, uh, he, there was an assisted indie taker, and then he, hit, he hits a one-winged angel to get the win. He goes out and gets a chair and sets it up. Not, you know, in the position you'd sit on it. He put, like, the seat of it down. He was going to so impale Alan was, Angels. Yeah, it was sticking up, and he's about to powerbomb Alan Angels through it. And then Matt goes and moves the chair, and Kenny just kind of casually dumps Alan Angels. Yeah. Dumps him. He was so disappointed he didn't get to impale a person. I know. So this on again, off again, cleaner return is uh, is a bit bizarre. But apparently they're picking this, that. Story that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. They're going to lose these tag titles. He's going to take the pin, and it's going to fully unleash uh, cleaner Kenny. Cleaner 2.0. Yeah. Because like he 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 he's dealing with a great deal of frustration that he maybe in his mind is the weak link and just starts taking out of everybody. So it could go down like this because it all out. It's going to be FTR versus Hangman and uh-huh. and, and mm-hmm. pay in a, a, a Kenny. So Hangman and Kenny lose. Uh, Kenny goes after Hang- Kenny as cleaner goes after Hangman. FTR pull him off. That's how you form because the Hangman Tully and FTR and Sean Spears. That's going to be your new Horseman. That's going to be the thing. Or if they don't call him the Horseman, it's going to be something else. That's going to be the thing right there, man. Mm-hmm. And that's and they look great. Uh, after that, speaking of which, uh, Fathead yeah. uh, was with uh, Tully and FTR, and uh, uh, yeah, they had an interview. And so he, uh, Marvez Fathead said that next week they're going to have 
a tag team gauntlet match. Yeah, that's gonna be good. And like, it, I like this. This is the cool. See, this is why I like those rankings because they're ranking them like the order of entry or whatever is gonna be is ranked. Um, yeah. So the five and four teams are in first. FTR is in the last spot because they're ranked number one. I know mm-hmm. it's, it's actually a really effective use, maybe for the first time of their of their power rankings. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, I like I I dude, I actually dig the power the power rankings, man. Like when MJF can make the claim, hey, I'm the number one ranked guy and I haven't had my title shot yet, it really gets every you know, it's a it's it's a solid point. It's the mm-hmm. most solid point mm-hmm. anybody can make about any title shot is I'm number one ranked or I'm this in the rankings or whatever. I like the I like the rankings. They don't overdo it. They're there. Uh, they reference them, and it motivates matches. Well, it, I, it I, guess, I guess what I should say is the most kind of uh, explicit use of them in terms of someone gaining an obvious advantage yeah, totally. outside of a title yeah. situation yeah, sure. by being number one. Number yeah, one for ranked. sure. And it's great. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Marvez announces the gauntlet match, has an interview with FTR and Tully. Uh, they're asked, hey, why are you joining forces with Mr. Blanchard here? Cash says they want to be the best. And so if they're going to be tag champs, they got to learn from the best. Uh, Tully goes on a bit about how, uh, you know, it's one thing to be almost, almost the best, almost champions. But you got to cross that line and become the best, become champions. And that's what FTR is going to do at the gauntlet match. And then uh, Dax declares that they're at the pinnacle. Hangman comes barging in and gives Dax a bunch of crap for faking a knee injury. And FTR is like, oh, you're looking like your glass is a little empty there. And, and, and Hangman goes, oh, I am empty. So they give him beer. And then uh, they say, hey, the stuff with Rock and Roll Express had nothing to do with them, uh, nothing to do with Paige. They came to their night and turned their back on him. And Dax says, yeah, I had to fake that knee injury because I want to know who I could trust. you know." Um, and the only two people that went backstage with me after that happened are standing re- right here behind, beside me. I could trust you guys. Uh, and the Dax explains why it's important for them to win the gauntlet match because uh, when uh, Paige and Kenny won the tag titles, Paige got out from the Young Bucks' shadow. But if he had lo- if they are going to lose the titles to the Young Bucks, Kenny and Paige, then he's going right back in that same spot he was before. Where they said where they want you to be in their shadow. Yeah, and of course you don't want that. They want to win this gauntlet match so they can face someone they have the utmost respect for, and that's. Hangman Adam Page. I like through most of this, they're calling him Adam. I know. I noticed that too. I know. They're, this is going to be cool, man. I want to see lots of vignettes with these guys when they're finally mm-hmm. a group. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, after that, we had, I really enjoyed this next match, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Will Hobbs is good, man. Will Hobbs is fun, and I love that they had, you know, Will Hobbs obviously has been uh, primarily seen on Dark. So you think, okay, he's a bit of a jobber, and he did do the job here. But I love that they had Darby actually respect the man's size and ability mm-hmm. and strength, and that was a lot of fun. He was selling the size, but Darby, of course, had to be a bit more crafty. It's like, always – sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, for example, like, you know, Will gets him up in uh, in like a, a Simone drop or whatever position, yeah, yeah. Uh, fireman carry, whatever. Uh, Darby Allen gets out of that and immediately goes for the chop block because you want to chip away at your opponent's exactly. vertical base. Vertical base. It's cool seeing Will Hobbs. Uh, he's wrestled around uh, the NorCal scene quite a bit. Um, it's cool to see him on on TNT. For sure, yeah. 
It's awesome. Uh, so anyways, Darby wins the match. He hits uh, like a springboard coffin drop and goes to the top, hits it. Uh, Taz was on commentary all night. Uh, he says, all right, hold on a second. I'm going to talk to him. So he gets, he stands up, drops a promo from commentary. He says, hey, Team Taz is flourishing and they have a new member. His name is Darby too. Let's have him come out. And it's just Ricky Starks cosplaying as Darby L. See, Ricky, Ricky Starks is so good. He's, oh, he's so great. good. He's so good. He took a really hokey concept for this and made it into something really, really neat. Taz is so corny. Taz is so, at this point. Taz is no longer really intimidating. He's just kind of cornball, but it works because whatever. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ricky Starks comes out and he's got like the Darby Allen face paint on, and he's got like a skateboard with him, and he sort of mockingly does, you know, Darby Allen's sort of vocal inflections. Talks with his slow cadence. Talks about yeah. how like what does he say? Life is a joke or something like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he says, yeah, life's a joke. Somebody takes a skateboard and rips your back open with thumbtacks. So he gets pissed. Ricky Starks, is when he turns up, like he could do humor. I'm telling you, man. I know Meltzer made a comparison, and I thought it was asinine, to Rocket at, at, in 1999 and MJF now. The closest comparison I can see, and not because there's like some very sort of, there, there are some visual comparisons there as well. Ricky Starks on the mic, if he gets enough reps within two years, that guy will be rock quality in 1999. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I will... Man, that His comfort dude, level on the mic is off the charts. It's off the charts, and he's got one of those voices that you just pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And when he brings the emotion and the intensity, like he did with when he was so he so he's sort of distracting Darby to allow Brian Cage to come at him from behind with an FTW title, right? Mm-hmm. So they have Darby Allen on the ground. Ricky Starks comes in there, and he's like giving him the business on the ground, like on the mic. And, like, little lines of improv. I mean, I know the whole thing is probably him. But, like, these little bits of improv where, like, Darby Allen sort of, like, you know, he's out of it because he's been waylaid. And Starks grabs his face and says, you look at me when I'm talking to you. And it's so believable and it's so genuine yeah. and it's so intense. Yeah. This yeah. kid is great, man. He's so awesome. Well, I, I like the little little bit he said to him during or after the beatdown before he, he does a, a coffin drop on the Darby. He says, he calls Darby a joke and a clown. And he says, I, Ricky... Don't need face paint to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is a joke, and you're the biggest joke of them all. Yeah. Dude, it's so like good. like that bit about not needing face paint to be somebody. That was good. It's so good. Then he hit a really bad coffin drop from the second rope. Yeah, but, that was uh, great. <laughs> any, any normal person who's wired right, they're not going to do a good coffin drop because that looks terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's I basically freak- a trust fall. Yeah, it is. Darby Allen's so damn good, though. Man, yeah, he is. he's like that suicide dive onto uh, Will Hobbs. It's just mm-hmm. full force. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so good. After that, Matt Hardy, uh, Sammy Guevara comes down, but before anything happens, Matt Hardy attacks him. Yeah, like uh, I think I think Sammy was just out there to do the sign thing. That was it. Yeah, puts him through a table. He wants to like throw that chair at him, uh, like it happened to him. But the refs uh, break that up. Yeah, they'll um, save that spot for All Out. Mm-hmm. This was cool, man. Thunder Rosa is going to be at All Out. Yeah, man. The NWA, with the NWA Women's NWA Champion women's t- with with the title. Yeah. That was awesome. She she called out uh, Ikaru Shida mm-hmm. um, for All Out. That is that is great, man. She's absolutely terrific. She's really she's great. fantastic. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be a, that'll be a hell match. of a match. Mm-hmm. Hell of a match. Uh, after that, we had the finals for the Deadly Draw Women's Tag Team Tournament. Uh, I thought uh, Veda Scott was really good on commentary. Yeah, me too. She's really good. Yeah, she's really good. I've heard little bits of of her work throughout the tourney. Uh, she's really good. She has a great hope, broadcaster's hope, voice. Yeah, yeah. But I think like what she provides is is fantastic. Sure, too, yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope I hope we see more of her. Yep. 
Um, so the Nightmare Sisters have control of this match for quite a bit of it. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Ivelisse comes in, uh, hits uh, Allie uh, with uh, with her finish to get the win. Um, really, it was it was a pretty fun match. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, QT got on the apron and, and was trying to get involved. Yeah, he got That's up right. there, and then yeah, that led to yeah the finish. Uh, after that, we had man, this is like a four minute match. Uh, yeah. Cody versus Brody Lee for the TNT title. And uh, with the exception of the first 10, 15 seconds of the match where Cody ran at Brody Lee, uh, and then Brody he Lee had, shoved him off like he was nothing and destroyed him for the next four minutes. <laughs> Brody picked him up, threw him out of the ring, completely destroyed him all around the ring on the other side of the barricade, put him back in the ring. What was it? Like a couple of big boots, uh, the big discus lariat. And that was two power it. bombs. Oh, the, the power lariat. bombs. That's right. Yeah. The power yeah. bombs uh, and the discus lariat. And we have ourselves a new TNT championship and they really, really sold just how effed up Cody was. They put him on a stretcher. Well, like before they put him on the stretcher, he was laying in the ring and in like, cause we got dumped out of the ring early on when uh, Brody body slid him out. They were saying like Cody was favoring his arm. It looked so like he's yeah. laying there and he had it kind of rigid like this. He's holding yeah. it up like he couldn't rest it down or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Like he was jacked up. Yeah. So uh, a lot happens here after the match. He thought the, the match was action-packed. So Tony comes down to the ring for an interview of Brody. Dark Order come out to celebrate with Mr. Lee. Uh, medical staff comes out to treat Cody. And so while Brody's talking, they're putting Cody on a, a, a board to put him on a stretcher. Uh, Brody says to Tony, no one thought he could do it. No one believed the Dark Order. Uh, people like you, Tony, executives, created this problem. And now Brody Lee is a problem for AEW. With this title comes power, and the Dark Order is at the top now. Um, he says, you know, I, I told you all when I was given an opportunity, I'd hit out of the park, and that's what I did. Um, so they put Cody on the board, put, uh, take him out of the ring, put him on a stretcher, and I, I like this. He, he wasn't mic'd for it, but you can still hear it. Brody just goes to Tony and says, Tony, get out of the ring. Get out of the ring now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, up on the on stage, uh, Cody gives the thumbs up while he's on the board. And while this trainer's trying to wheel him through the tunnel, uh, Dark Order steps up to Arn. Arn wants to throw hands. Instead, mm-hmm. he gets beat down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dark Order pushes back the medical staff. Uh, Ten, I believe, wheels Cody back to the stage, and then Brody just dumps him. Mm-hmm. Dumps him on the stage. And then he has like a, a bag... And it clobbers him over the head with it. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Order bring out Dustin and QT. They had apparently already been beat up backstage. Dump him next to Cody. Brandy runs out, tries to cover up her husband. And Brody looks to Anna Jay. And she goes there and just chokes out Brandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Brody takes the uh, the bag, opens it, and dumps the contents out. And it's the old TNT title. Yeah. Last week he said, I was going to give you this title back. Here it is. This one's mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they went further in terms of establishing the dark order as legitimate and downright <laughs> in scary one night in that 10 minutes. And they yeah. had basically the year prior. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It I was like basically pitch perfect. Yeah. It was pretty great. And kinda... crazy, crazy Brody Lee is great. When he was in the, in the, on the other side of the barricade, throwing chairs up into the concourse and oh, stuff. That was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. You hear people screaming because he's so frightening. That was yeah. good. That was really good stuff. All right. Uh, we got a raw preview tonight. Raw's in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is going to make his Raw debut tonight. We know that because we saw it on the uh, 
video last night. Yeah, also we learned during SummerSlam that Aleister Black was going to make his return on the KO show. Yeah, dude. Maybe heal he's, Aleister. He's going he's gonna to attack. He's going to just be kind of a dick, and he's going to attack. I hope they do something cooler with it. But, Is he going to have an eye patch? Uh, oh, that'd be rad. I hope he's uh, hawking some ice cream. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Do you like the sweets? <laughs> do you have a sweet tooth? Would you like an ice cream sandwich? How about a creamsicle? What about an it's it? <laughs> an it's it. That's good. All right, man. Let's uh, answer some questions. Yeah. Let's answer some questions here. All right. I got one here from Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. Since the winners write the history, had WCW won the war instead of WWE, what do you think WCW would have called the Attitude Era instead of the Attitude Era? Wait, what was the question? If WCW had won the Monday Night Wars, oh, wow. what would WCW have called the Attitude Era instead of the Attitude Era? Oh, man. It'd probably have, have something to do with New World Order. Yeah, dude. The New World Era or something like that. You're at, boy, what a great alternate universe question. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, that was one thing that I that I... I think about this stuff sometimes, especially when I'm watching AEW. The question of, and this isn't meant to dog on WWE. I know some people take it that way. But what happens when you let your wrestlers guide their own path? You know, because I look at Darby Allen, I look at how crisp and great he is in the ring. And mm-hmm. then I think about what WWE would have done with him if he decided to go there. And you just oh, don't know. Like, you just don't. No, he would have done 205 left. He goes mm-hmm. there and. He has no idea. Are they going to let me keep my gimmick? Are they going to make me mm-hmm. re-gimmick? In AEW, you show up, and seemingly, they will let you you know, uh, 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 plot your own course. And if it doesn't work, I imagine Tony Khan would be like, hey, we got to figure Let's something else out. Yeah. Let's try this. Um, but I, I don't think he would go to Darby, for example, if whatever Darby was doing wasn't working. I don't think he'd go to Darby and say, all right, we're going to do this with you now. He would no. probably sit down with them and say, all right, what can we do collaboratively right. together to get this to work. Right. And the, the reason why I got that to the end, that's the reason I like this question so much is that if WCW had simply allowed more freedom for their wrestlers and less and less pandering to the creative demands of the guys up top, specifically Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hogan. Yeah. Dude, Jack. Um, you know, the, dude, they, there could have been some. Real, I think I thought about that also during the Jericho Cassidy stuff. It's like yeah. Jericho's really taken a cue from what he learned in WCW yeah, being yeah, held yeah. down by yeah, guys Yeah, he's like trying to make that. sure there's not any glass ceilings for yeah. up-and-coming talent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony, each of you make a case for a different MVP of 2020 so far. Oh, uh, you, you can take Asuka. I'll take uh, Sasha and Bailey. All right, fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, ratings have gone up during their quarter hours. <laughs> there you go. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I won't take anything away from Sasha and Bailey because they've been doing outstanding work. They're all, um, dude, all three of these women are. Oh, I know. I know. Pretty much since day one of Empty Arena era, Oscar's um, uh, been everywhere doing yeah. everything and yep. doing everything great. Yep. She's been holding things down on Raw basically since March. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's, she's far and away my MVP uh, so far. Not taking anything away from Sasha and Bailey, especially over the last like two months. They've been phenomenal. I'll have to go back and look at the calendar and take a look at the entirety of 2020, but Oscar would probably be the front runner for me too. Uh, Let's see here. Um, 
Dustin, power rank the top five leaders of Retribution and why heel Roman should be number one after he beats the Fiend for the Universal Title. Can't make that case. Not gonna. No, make I don't. That I case. don't think. I think Roman should just worry about Roman. I think Roman should just wreck things. Solo act. Yep. He's he's done the faction thing before. Uh, everything about Retribution thus far feels well beneath him. Yeah. Um, I don't see him being uh, part of a group that goes and and causes a little destruction and gets super happy about it. Yeah. Nothing about that fits in with what we saw from Roman last night. My number one is The Miz because they're laying these like if if it turns out to be The Miz, super obvious, uh, uh, super obvious bits of evidence how he always comes out of the ring after they're gone mm-hmm. and after everybody mm-hmm. else tries to fight them off. And it probably won't be him, but he's the one I would want to see the most because he's not doing anything interesting right now for me. Uh, I'd like to see him do that because why not? He's not doing anything else. I like The Miz. Uh, Dijakovic. That's what I want to see. I okay. like, I like, I like Dijak a lot. Um, you know that if anything, it'd be a swinker, sinker, swim opportunity for him. Hey, you're the leader of this faction that uh, people have been clowning on ever since they showed up. Ouch! Uh, save this, please, Dijak. Ow! And he's like, oh, all right, yeah, that's right. I'm just like Magic regular Eight guy. Paul says, yeah. Magic Eight Paul says, you got this. Why Brownie here says Sammy? Um, as long as they don't make him whiny. You know, the guy who's doing, like, shoot work stuff, which they would. That's kind of all they really had for Sammy. Uh, hey. Let's see here. No. Sean Barlow. Yeah. What is your guys' opinion on this scenario? What if Roman invaded the Drew versus Orton match, which led to badass Drew versus badass Roman? May have given the Fiend the room to breathe on SmackDown and build himself back up. I'm, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is going to bury the fiend. This is going to bury the fiend." I don't. I, I would. I mean, if if Vince says, "Hey, Bray, you know, Roman's going to get this title off you," I want him to be edgy. Let's make it interesting. What do you got? I hope that's the approach to this, and and let Bray have a hand in how he loses the title, not just another uh, Goldberg scenario, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's but, why. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to dismiss the possibility that this match is going to happen at Payback and Roman's going to win. But I, I, I'm pessimistic. They're just going to do it so quick from a storytelling. Oh, you, you don't think it, you don't think that they're you don't think that they would do that. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I would hope they wouldn't, given how they've kind of, in some respects rehabilitated certain aspects of their creative like we all assume Randy was going to win last night at SummerSlam he didn't yeah yeah maybe it's just it's just uh, delaying it till the following week as payback but the more I think about it, the finish of that match plays into that story across the board mm-hmm. Drew out wrestled Randy mm-hmm. that's why he won mm-hmm. he didn't win with the Claymore he won with better wrestling um so that's gonna really stick it in the craw Randy so anyways um there's been several instances where it feels like to me they could have rushed something and they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they realize we just can't rush things along. We got to build, build, and build. And people actually care if you build to, you know, some sort of conclusion or something. Dude, I was into every story in the build to to SummerSlam. Like everything mm-hmm. that that ended up with the match at SummerSlam, I was into that stuff. They've taken their time with Bray and Braun. They could have very easily put that title on Braun the next month. Have Bray beat him? Yeah, I know. Would not have been a shocker. They took their time with it. They've taken their time with a lot of stories, and I hope they do this with Roman because I think Roman's coming back. He looks great. Uh, he seems to have a badass attitude. 
Just don't put the belt on them right away. Build you know, to it. Here's, here's the thing. Like I actually, I, I agree with you in that I would prefer to, I don't want, I would not, I don't think it's realistic to think that they would wait until the Rumble. I think that no matter what we know, he's getting the title. Um, mm-hmm. If the cool story, if, if the cooler story is to tell it over a one or two month period, then over uh, whatever, a four month period, then I'd be fine with it. Um, whatever the cooler story is, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, but I would prefer if it was me and he's like, hey, we want to get this title on him ASAP. I'd say, OK, well, not payback. That's literally next week. Let's just at least wait till night of champions. And you can tell these five weeks of, of a cool story and show us more of the intensity. Of Roman. We're going to have all of two hours on SmackDown to see the intensity of Roman Reigns, plus the bit we saw in SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So I would say, look, payback, have the fiends screw Roman somehow. And then on the next SmackDown, we need to see the Stone Cold version of Roman Reigns where you know what Stone Cold would do if he gets screwed. He comes up at the, at the beginning of the show. He holds the show up. He's stunning everybody. Or in Roman Reigns' case, he's spearing everybody. Like we mm-hmm. saw during the, the 48 hours when he was booked properly, we always talk about back mm-hmm. in 2015 or whatever it was. Uh, we need to see that for five weeks on SmackDown, how he is turning into a monster, destroying everything, destroying yeah. Braun. And then he faces the Fiend at Night of Champions even, and then he gets the title. And five weeks of him being really cool and really destroying things, I'm like, go ahead, just do it. Just pull the trigger, just do it. Why Here's not? Here's the thing, though. They might, assuming that Randy beats Drew at Payback next week, mm-hmm. um, and maybe this is looking too far ahead, but Survivor Series brand versus brand type stuff. Um, they might want Randy versus Bray for that considering the history they have. They could they could also want Roman versus Randy. They might actually think that's a bigger that's a bigger match. Or they could think they want that? Roman Roman versus Drew. I don't know. But then it depends too. Also, is NXT going to be oh, involved? Roman in versus too? Drew would be dangerous because you don't want. I don't know how people would fall down on that one if they if they book Roman really really cool. Uh, I don't know if they want people saying, "Yeah, Drew, you're cool, but you're not Roman cool." Roman versus Roman, especially with this Instagram stuff. Dude, just do a, a photo montage of all of Randy Orton making fun of uh, Roman's teeth. The horse one's oh, yeah. hilarious. That's your story the right there. There's yeah. your story. Anyways. Uh, uh, Fear and Lewis. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fear and Loathing. Uh, Retribution has been going crazy because WWE's been cheap with security. Oh, so basically, Retribution has been going crazy because WWE's been cheap with security. Last night, beefed up security, led to no chaos. Uh, we know the security budget won't be the same this week as it was last night. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Jason Lewis, you've been placed in charge of developing a performance similar to Disney on Ice about a wrestling rivalry. Which one do you choose? Um, Mega Powers. <laughs> yes, that would be good. Because there's like a couple different acts with that. I like that. That's good. You can you can fit a whole hour, fifteen, hour, twenty minute Disney on Ice show of Mega Power stuff. For yeah. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, White Brownie with Payback this Sunday. What's next for Oscar? Shayna. Yep. Shana I wonder. Will get past Nia Jax probably on Raw Underground. Yeah. And then say, all right, time for uh, me to take on Oscar. They could also team up and try to take those tag titles off. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering Marsha about Bailey. that. I'm not sure at this point, given that Asuka didn't walk away with both those titles. For me, it would be like all or nothing. She either walks away with everything by the end of Payback, or she has she's back to being the Raw Women's Champion, which is the case now. Uh, Hall of Famer Christian, who has the higher main roster ceiling, Matt Riddle or Keith Lee? 
Keith Lee. Oh, mm-hmm. for me, it's Keith Lee. That guy mm-hmm. could be on Good Morning America. Uh oh, my yeah. camera, my camera yeah, disappeared. Lost your cameraman. I'm bad. Uh, Blake Elizondo. Did the Fiend seem less powerful last night compared to other matches we've seen him in, including that time Seth blew him up? I mean, he kicked out of a power slam at one and a half. He seemed pretty. They, they, they've been booking Braun really strong as being a monster now. Yeah. So. And then when Braun speared him through the the barricade, Bray more or less got right back up. Yeah. Yeah. They booked him pretty strong. Uh, this is a good. He's got a second part of this question. I'm not sure whether Roman Bray and Braun were face or heel. I like that, but overall, is that a good or bad thing? I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It's funny because, like, I think it was what culture or something like in their title, huge heel turn for Roman, or it was like exclamation point. It wasn't even a question. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it that way. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. The, the thing that I came away with was not, oh my god, he's a heel now. It's this dude's wrecking stuff like it's 2017 again. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, wow. This is great. Andrew Sem- uh, Semichek, I think. What's going on in raw math on Drew pre-WWE release and post-return? I mean, it's higher post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just say this. Instead of doing the full, full math on both of them. Pre, I would say he's like, like f- four plus. Yeah, I'd say four or five. Post? Now he's a, he's an easy seven. Seven plus. Yeah. Seven, high seven. With, for sure. with upside to, to get to eight territory. Like the only thing that maybe he is lacking in. I mean, in, in terms like, of being good, he's like eights across the board. Well, the in-ring stuff, like, I don't know if he can carry like a five-star affair. Which is okay. You don't have to, but like, look no, at promo. Saying, well, I mean, I'm not that. Yeah, he's a great promo. Yeah, looks amazing. Amazing. All his matches since he's come back, especially since he's been on this recent push, with the exception of the Brock one, but that's a Brock match. Um, like everything he's every match he's had since he won the title has been really good. Yeah. His stuff with Dolph was fun. Match against Randy was good. All right, all right. I'm convinced. For me, it's just it's just legacy and in kayfabe that those scores have to be built up. A bit. Dude, kayfabe. If he stopped today, that kayfabe would be off the charts. He just stepped uh, into NXT and took the title. I know. Well, I mean, other people have done that too. That's not exclusive to him. We just saw that on Saturday. Oh, uh, don't remember. Yeah, being and then good. Kevin Owens did it too. Being good, Killer Cross too. Wow. <laughs> or in ring, sorry, in ring too. He looks amazing. He's a good promo though. His look uh, his look his look is not a Drew McIntyre look though. No, but he looks good. <laughs> he looks good. His packaging is great. Packaging is great. His promo is probably giving eight promo. Yeah, he's a good Cross. promo. He's a really good promo. Yeah. Uh Maggie, uh Bob Lashley called out Brock on Twitter. Uh she says my whole heart wants them to throw down a raw underground in a cinematic hybrid type match. How would you how would you all like to see him throw down? Or not really that interested in seeing them fighting. I want to see that match. I know Bob Lashley wants it to happen. Oh man, yeah, I'd love that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who? Uh, Sean asks, "What yeah. the next six months look like for Keith Lee? Uh, a feud with Dolph Ziggler's in there somewhere." Okay, so what would we want? What is most likely? Because what you just said is most likely Dolph Ziggler is going to be like five of those six months. Uh, what is what I would want most is exactly what somebody suggested. Maybe was, I figure it was White Brown. Hurt Business. Hurt Business comes out night about, one to try to recruit him. You get Lashley. I put this last night. So let's say at Payback, that's when Lashley steps up to take uh, to challenge Apollo Crews for that U.S. title. Whether it happens at Payback 
or Knight of Champions, he eventually does win it. Mm-hmm. With the idea in mind, by the end of the year, Keith Lee beats Bob Lashley for that U.S. title. Yeah. That's a pretty it. good start. I love it. I it's love a pretty it. good start. It's great. Pretty good start. Uh, let's see here. Uh, technically, an adult asked, are you guys having a good day? It's gotten better. I'm just tired. I think they just took the garbage thing, the dumpster away. So that's oh, that's like, good. Yeah, I got a real functioning gym now. Oh, wow. Did you see this? What? So uh, Hugh Longheavy posted this. We can close on this and it'll be fun. Okay. So scroll down to this question. It says, AEW posted this a while ago. Who are you picking? So you got to pick a starting five of AEW oh, yeah. talents, one from each row. Okay, hold on. Uh, oh, man, that the, the there's a lot of good value there at the one spot. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And we can't we gotta do this draft style. We can't pick the same people. And this is uh this is for like if we're assembling a basketball team, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean the problem is like with WWE, I've known of some people that have been aficionados. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, crap almighty, I can't see. I saw it earlier. Here, uh I'll I'll just name them off. So you can have first pick. Uh, of the these oh, I five. Oh, I got it. I got it. I okay. Got it. I got Go it. ahead. You have. You can have. Or we could flip a coin if you want. Okay. So. Uh, okay. So from what I, from from what this thread told me. Wait. Who gets a pick first? Me. Heads. Call it in the air. I got a guitar pick. Heads. This is heads. Okay. Heads. No. It's oh. It's right here. It is heads. You pick first. Okay. From what I understand, I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody said it in this thread. Uh, Scorpio Sky is my number one pick. No. 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 We got to pick by thing. So the first one, you do one from one, one from two, one from three, one I'm from just four, picking one my from one from three. Oh, okay. All well, right, I get number three anyways. Uh, oh, I'm getting my, my starting center is going to be uh, the dinosaur guy. All right. I'm just trying to keep this orderly. Um, order all chaos, please. So you want Luchasaurus? I'll take Lance Archer. Have a bruiser, Rick Mahorn type down on the block. Uh, next options are Mox, Brian Cage, Kenny Omega, Sonny Kiss, and Wardlow. Wardlow. Yeah, you're up first. <sighs> I'll take Kenny. Kenny's a really good athlete. Kenny is a good athlete. By his own admission, he says he's he succeeded at every athletic endeavor he's ever tried. Uh, I'll take Kenny. Sonny Kiss looks like he might be a decent point guard. Uh, smaller, very athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, what am I going to do with Wardlow? Maybe a power forward. Yeah, maybe. Um, All right. Good with Kenny. Kenny's a good pick. Brian Cage, too bulky for basketball. Mox, I would be shocked if he ever shot a basketball in his life. Yeah. So I mean, he's, next... what is Mox like? Six four? Maybe he did. Yeah, six three. <laughs> maybe. He did. Yeah, but I agree. I don't think. I don't. I'm think going he... Sunny Kiss. All right. Uh, you're up next. Cody, Jericho, MJF, Santana, or Scorpio Sky. All right, Scorpio Sky. I think he's probably Great the best. Pick. I mean, that's what people have said. I'll take Santana. Yeah, that's a good guess. That's a good. I probably he's played some. Uh, next up, we got. I get the pick between Mark Quinn. Is that Matt Jackson? Yeah, Darby Allen, uh, Ortiz, <laughs> and Adam Page. Mark Quinn is the best best athlete of them all, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with him. Bad pick. Go with Ortiz. He's crazy. You always want a crazy guy, and I guarantee if Santana's played, Ortiz has. Probably. I already have Lance Archer. I feel like I got my crazy quotient uh, maxed out already. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of flagrance with that guy. Yeah, probably. So uh, you get the, pit, the first pick of, of these gentlemen, Isaiah Cassidy, Nick Jackson, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Matt Cardona. 
I get the idea that Jungle Boy, being Luke Perry's son, Hollywood, all those dudes, you know, you can go out to, to, to Venice Beach, shoot around. I'm thinking Jungle Boy. I think I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Nick Jackson. Okay. He's smooth. I feel like he, uh, I don't know if he's ever played basketball. Smooth I feel like Nick. he does. He's got a smooth jumper. I bet Orange Cassidy can ball. Maybe. Not in character, but out of character. No, he can probably no. ball. I, I just imagine if, if Nick Jackson plays basketball, his jumper is wet. Yeah. So I'll take the wet jumper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He strikes me as too dorky to play basketball. That's entirely possible. Yeah. I think I win. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. Till <laughs> I said that while you still had water in your mouth. And there's absolutely no way to tell who won this. <laughs> no. Oh, thanks, everybody. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. Jorge D says, uh, did you guys whoa. see that Apollo and Lashley are going to arm wrestle tonight? They just With Mark that? Henry officiating? Is that true? Oh, amazing. Dude, I am so marking out for friggin' Raw tonight. Let's see. Let's see if that's on the official preview. I mean, they're they like the official preview these days is always so scant on information that you see stuff on Twitter later on. Yeah, oh, on the he says preview. the tweet that the tweet just happened. Yeah. All right. Let me check the tweet. That's fantastic. Oh, by the way, did you see that? We uh, have confirmed uh, for the 24 hour stream. Cole Cabana is going to be. A guest. I saw he's going to be on. He's going to be on. So now, like the conversation's over between us, right? We have to do it. Well, I, mean, I guess he could fill in for me for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're the worst. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, that's terrific. That's great. I love it, man. Remember last, they never really took advantage that of Apollo. That pose-off was great, I know, man. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, anyways, thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.